So for today's conversation, I wanted to talk a little bit about emotions and specifically the two emotions, fear and love. They're very, very powerful. But I want to tell you a little bit of a story about why I want to talk about those two specifically. I just came home from the gym and I saw something that bothered me very much. I was in the sauna, which I love to do. I go into the sauna and I'm in there for a long duration of time. Many people came in and out. I talked with some. Some just want their peace and quiet. And of course, I respect that. But then came in a group of girls. And I say girls because their ages were probably 14, 15, maybe. But I also say girls in a dismissive fashion as well. I mean that to be dismissive of them. They were the mean girls. They were the cruel ones. They were about three, maybe four. They were loud and raucous. And I could hear them in the locker room. And I'm two rooms down in the sauna. So I can hear this cackly laughter of teenage girls. And whenever you hear that excessively loud laughter, you you know the type of person it is. This is someone who is young and immature and seeking attention. And when you have a group of them, or at least more than one, well, it's not only irritating, but they tend to flock together and they magnify the mean and the cruelty that they are capable of. And so one decides to slam open the door of the sauna and looks in and stares at me. And her friends look in and stare at me for also. I'm the only one in there. And then the laughter and the pointing and some, some strange fixation that somehow I am some strange creature. And I'm sitting in the sauna wearing a t-shirt and shorts. I'm not sitting in there wearing anything inappropriate or anything that would be even remotely scandalous. And yet somehow they found my presence both disgusting and hilariously funny. And they slammed the door shut. And I can hear the cackling and the laughing. And I can hear the comments and the words that they were throwing around about me. The door slams open again, and one of them looks in and looks at me and glares and jumps up on one of the boards with her iPhone and sits there. She's looking at her phone, but she's not engaging with the phone. I'm pretty sure she's probably taking pictures of me, but doing it in a very subvert fashion. 
And I can hear her friends outside in the hallway, and I can hear the phone ping, 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 back and forth, just as her phone in the sauna, ping, 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 back and forth. I know full well what's going on. I'm not stupid. And I just look at her and I raise an eyebrow, and I continue to drink my water. And I think, what a waste. And then she pops off of the, the bench, throws open the door, runs out, and starts laughing and cackling with her friends. And then the cackling fades as I hear they're going out into the gym itself. And I'm sitting there for a few minutes. And all of a sudden I hear another door open. And I see a young girl, again, probably about 15, maybe, walking very quickly, head down, going into the the bathrooms. At this time, it was time to take a sauna break, so I popped off the bench and walked out into the hallway, where I stood for a few minutes in the cooler air, And I could hear this girl sobbing, absolutely sobbing. She was heartbroken, crying and crying. I could hear the roll of the toilet paper as she's grabbing for more and more tissues, trying to stop the tears. I didn't know what I should do. I wanted to go in and talk to her, but at the same time, this was a private moment. I've been that girl. I've been the one who was in a bathroom stall crying. I think almost everybody who wasn't a mean girl knows that feeling. But I stood guard in the hallway because if those girls came back, or decided to needle this young woman who was in the bathroom crying, I was immediately going to intervene. And I know it's not my place to intervene. I also understand the risks because, quite honestly, anything you do in American culture runs the risk of irking somebody whether it means a scorched earth campaign on your social media or somebody, somebody's parents deciding to sue you because you made a comment about their child. We are a very litigious and short-sighted culture. But I wasn't going to allow them to come back and harass her more. Not if I could help it. Perhaps I'm slightly overprotective because I've been that girl, but also I'm old enough to be her mother. I mean, this kid is 15. She's crying her eyes out in the gym bathroom. That to me is not acceptable, but I give her her space. The girls do not come back. And as she is composing herself, I go back into the sauna. 
and start to contemplate about what happened and why I felt compelled to come home and record this audio. So now that you know the scenario of what happened, I want to talk about love and fear. I sat in the sauna for quite a while, contemplating what had happened, what I would have said to that young lady, or what I would have said to the mean girls, just as much. But I also thought about myself and my reaction to when they rudely came into the sauna and laughed and commented about me being some grotesque. I thought about this. I sat with the emotion. I was annoyed with them simply for the immaturity, but if anything, I was quite irritated with myself. Not because I didn't say something or that I didn't intercede. I was annoyed with myself because I allowed someone to hark back to an old wound. I felt this immediate jab of pain because it harkened back to an abusive negative thought or self-sabotaging attitude that I used to have, especially as a child. It harkened back to all of the hurt that I experienced when I was young. And it annoyed me because that was so long ago. Why, why should that hurt me? Why should I allow it to hurt me? My logical mind knew full well that this was nonsensical. But my emotional mind didn't want to let it go. And so I didn't let it go. I sat with that emotion. And I thought about it. And I thought about why does this hurt? What emotion? Why am I irritated with myself? And I kept asking why and tracking back each emotion, each step back. Well, why did it bother me? Well, it bothered me because it made me feel insecure. Well, why did I feel insecure? Because I was drilled with insecurities that I would always be alone. Well, why would always be alone, being alone, be a problem? Because it felt like I would never be loved. Ah, now we've come to the nexus. Love. And I sat and I thought about this, and I realized that every emotion, everything that we do that is based on emotion which is pretty much nearly everything. There are very few people who run around in a Star Trek Spock mentality of logical only and no emotion. So emotion peppers everything that we do. It is literally the spice of our life. 
But if we trace everything back, every emotion, positive, negative, it will come down to two. It will always be love or fear. Both positive and negative from both of them. There are times when fear is healthy. If a bear is chasing you, yes, you damn well should be afraid. <laughs> that is the appropriate reaction. But fear also causes us to do irrational things. And when you combine love, well, love can cause us to do magnificently beautiful things, horrifically stupid things, are incredibly cruel things. When you combine fear and love, you end up with a horrifically toxic cocktail. And that was the description of the mean girls. People are mean because by hurting someone else, they're soothing their own pain. Oh, why would that matter? Because if you trace it back, they're afraid that they're not loved. Loved by their friends. Loved by their other mean girls. Or, or for men, their bullies. They want to be loved by their group, by their clique. So they act in a cruel way towards another to try and spark admiration and love from their peers. Why would they want to be admired? Because being admired is a form of love. If they are afraid that they are not worthy of being loved, then they will lash out. They will act in a pack mentality. So think of all of this in the context of fear or love. You know, someone who is, <laughs> who, who wants some form of validation. You know, I, I look at this and I think, how many likes did a video get? Oh, it got, it got another like. Why am I excited? That like has technically no effect on me, but it represents love. So my excitement is a manifestation of wanting to be love. My friend stresses about views all the time on his channel. He has terrible anxiety over the metrics. Why? If the metrics are good, then that symbolizes and triggers emotions that validate and boil down to love. If the metrics are bad and things are terrible, that also triggers down to love. 
but it triggers down to the fear of not being loved, the fear of not being worthy. So I can't come up with a scenario in my head where an emotion, good, bad, or an experience, good or bad, doesn't boil down to one of two things, fear or love. And more often than not, the combination of fear and love, the fear of not being loved, or the fear of not being worthy, is a driving factor. It is a driving factor in our desire for happiness, in our desire for romance, in our desire for material objects, in our desire to be the popular kid. So then what would I have told that young lady who was sobbing so heartbreakingly in the restroom? How could I have helped her or inoculated her against this cruelty that exists, well, in these mean girls, but ultimately in the world? The world is full of cruelty. And I thought about this, and I thought about how does one counteract this? How does one inoculate themselves? How does one become stronger than this? And I realized there is only one solution. There is only one answer to that question. And it's incredibly simple. That is to find the love within yourself. <laughs> it sounds too simple. But the truth is, if you love yourself, you love yourself, not in an arrogant or, or egotistical way. I mean, fill your heart and your soul with love. Nothing can hurt you because you are able to recognize that those words being thrown at you are words that are being lashed out by someone who does not have love for themselves, someone who is afraid that they are not worthy of love. If you hold love in your heart, in your soul, in your presence, and you embody that, you take that into you, and you accept it on your conscious and subconscious level, it is who you are, then you have the most powerful tool that exists. And I understand that that may sound ridiculously simple. And it may sound ridiculous in terms of, you know, trying to accept that 
you are love, being an embodiment of love? How do you love someone who who does horrible things? I am not necessarily saying that you need to love other people. Well, you can dislike other people. You can you, technically you can hate them if you really want to. It's not out of the question. But what I'm saying is that you should hold love for yourself. For yourself, your essence, your being. That is what you hold love for. If you can love yourself, then nothing can hurt you. Nothing can hurt you. No words will hurt you. And those who try, you can look at and simply say, what a shame. I think love for oneself is the armor that can protect us from the outside world. I think it is stronger than any emotional barriers or any walls that we build because of traumas or abuses or bullies. When we build walls, we shut people off. We block them out. We isolate ourselves from the world. We've become fortified. But if you internalize love, it's like a one-way wall. It allows love and goodness to come into you. It allows you to spread love to other people simply by your presence or those whom you wish to shower love upon. But love acts like a barrier. It stops the hurt and the pain and the cruelty and the maliciousness. It stops it cold. That cruelty cannot penetrate through love. Only love can penetrate through love. So if I could go back and I could tell that young lady anything, I would tell her not to listen to the cruelty, ignore the words, while I know that that's nearly impossible to truly do at that moment. Look at the people who were inflicting that cruelty. Look at those horrible little monsters and understand that what they're doing is because they're terrified of not being loved. That fear in them is so great that they think that cackling and teasing and cruelty is the only way that their peers will love them. They operate out of a place without love.
They have no love for themselves, which means they can have no love for anyone else. That's a very sad state to be in. And I would tell her, the only way that you can prevent this or the only way you can protect yourself from it is not to build up walls, not to build up thicker skin and be tougher. I would tell her it's to open up your heart and embrace love. Become an embodiment of love. Love yourself because you are absolutely worthy of being loved. And once you recognize that, and once you can love yourself and wrap yourself in the beautiful experience of love, no words, no cruelty, no finger pointing, no glares, none of that can penetrate the armament of love. And then what would I say to those young ladies who were so ridiculously cruel, those mean girls? I would look at them and I would feel sorry for them. Very sorry for them. Because right now they are on a path that has no love, no love for themselves or anyone else, which means essentially a future full of misery. Maybe in another 20 years and some therapy, they'll figure it out. But I could tell them the only reason that you act like this is because you are terrified that you are not loved, that you are not worthy of being loved. So you act like this. It probably would do no good. They probably wouldn't understand it. They would laugh and cackle and say some incredibly disparaging and cruel things to my face and then run off like little girls do. But the truth stands. If you live a life without love and you don't accept it and embody it, then you are very likely to live a future that is complicated and difficult. Broken relationships and complex and confusing situationships. And perhaps this is just all musings inspired by a very sadly bullied young lady. But I like to think that if more people could embrace and accept love rather than building walls, well, love would protect them much better and give them an incredibly good quality of life. Love allows love to pass through. Love blocks and stops 
hate and cruelty in its tracks. So I invite you to embrace love. And I trust that this conversation was entertaining and hopefully a little thought-provoking. Maybe you will think about some of the things that I said, and maybe, just maybe, you might find something that resonated or a grain of truth that you will adopt into your life. But regardless, I want to thank you for listening and being part of my life authentic. I trust that we will talk again soon. So thank you and take care.